You're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Each week, I present a tiny interruption to share something that I'm digging on. I'm your host, Cole. And you can check out okretro.zone to stay on top of new podcasts, videos, and more. So, here we go! This week, I wanted to talk about Super Mario Maker 2. It is a Super Mario side-scrolling platformer and game-making software brought to you by good old Nintendo. In Super Mario Maker 2, you build levels in the styles of some of your favorite games. Super Mario Maker 2 was released worldwide on June 28th. I'm sharing with you a game I haven't even played yet, and I'm still digging on it, and I'm just enjoying it from afar, watching content creators all over create levels and play them. But let's backtrack for a second. Let's talk about the predecessor, Super Mario Maker. It was released on the Wii U in September of 2015. Woof. Time is flying, my friends. But Super Mario Maker allowed players to make their own levels in the styles of Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, and new Super Mario Bros. U. The player could share their creations online and also download courses made by other players and play them. The game was also ported to the 3DS December of 2016. Back at the release of Mario Maker on the Wii U, and, well, over time, I've enjoyed content creators on YouTube and Twitch just playing very difficult courses under Super Expert or creating crazy levels and challenging friends, and with Super Mario Maker 2, it's just more of that, but with the stylistic addition of Super Mario 3D World as well. Caveat here, 3D World is sequestered over by itself because the physics and the catsuit are so different from the other games. So, you can change uh, game palettes on the fly, of course excluding 3D World. I feel like some of the physics are more homogenous across some of the game styles. Sure, in newer games like Super Mario Bros. and 3D World you have the wall jump, but I feel like sometimes the jumps don't always feel like they match the art style, if that makes sense. But I'm totally going off of my experience and memory of the original Maker, but I assume they're very familiar. But it makes sense though if you're just kind of palette swapping on the go. But I don't know. Anyways, Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, and you can make level parameters now? Like, as soon as you jump, don't touch the ground again until you beat the course. Or collect all the coins, or whatever. But the game does some cool stuff. You can do levels like ghost house, airship, forest, desert, snow, sky, castle, underground, underwater. No matter the game, there's a palette swap, which is cool. So you have forests where there never was one, and accompanying soundtrack that were made to fit the vibe of that game, whether it's Super Mario Bros. or World, which is kind of mind-blowing when you think about it. Sure, Nintendo made Mario and Super Mario Maker, but the addition of level palettes and audio and desert and forest designs for games that didn't previously have it, that's kind of bonkers, as well like making a Bowser in a style that never existed. I mean, it's Nintendo, right? They own Mario. But they also kind of have a habit of playing it safe. Not all the time. But there's a tendency there, and this shows a bit of a a risk and obviously the reward of that. There are also effects you can implement, like we all know the angry sun, but what about a moon? You should definitely check out the Mario Wiki for Super Mario Maker 2, and you can see the art design for enemies in the terrain and how they change in between the styles, like the Thwomp and the Monty Mole. It's all Nintendo, it's all Mario, and it's a nice punch of nostalgia. 
With Super Mario Maker 2 on the Nintendo Switch, you not only have contemporary hardware and software to enjoy a fun creation tool full of nostalgia, but this time around you have even more levels in a story mode made by Nintendo. And you also have the significantly large player base of the Switch to share levels and also play all the more levels. Sure, there are still a ton of auto-scroll levels and just ones you just gotta keep running and boss dumps where a bunch of enemies just fall from the sky, but you also have people creating Mega Man and Donkey Kong Country levels to people telling stories like Jack and the Beanstalk are creating the most bonkers puzzles. And of course, Kaizo-inspired levels. Maybe I should talk about Kaizo. I think I've said this already, and we're only how many episodes in? Anyways. But besides the tsunami wave of nostalgia that playing the game defaultly gives you, I sunk so many hours into the original, like, don't even, don't even get me started. I think my absolute favorite aspect of this game or software is the community around it. People's creativity often blow me away with the recent release. I'm constantly in awe in the fun puzzles or brutal trials that are created for the player. And like I said, I haven't even played this game, but that hasn't stopped me from laughing and cheering for hours on my couch. I love me some Mario, and I'm pretty alright, sure. I can beat games, but I'm quick to act without fully seeing the full picture and I die needlessly, I'll admit. I just run and go. Like how I play shooters. I run and gun. And I know full well I don't have the patience to learn how to conquer super expert courses. Which are, you know, hard ones. But thanks to the power of the internet, there are some amazing players and makers that you can easily find to follow their journey. I will say the sheer amount of content can be so intimidating, but I follow various video game media people and content creators and they've been sharing levels and challenging the community and themselves, and it's been really cool to see the community and it's rallying around itself as well as pushing each other's creativity. With the original Mario Maker, we had Dan Reichert of Giant Bomb and Patrick Klepek of Waypoint being probably the biggest rivalry I enjoyed. With Dan challenging Patrick to crazy puzzle levels with challenges like uh, the Reikening, which I don't know if it was the Reikening or some of the others, but they turned it into a really big charity fundraiser, which was really, really cool. Um, you can also put sound clips in. So um, Dan had it so when you would, uh, I think it was when you were jumping on music blocks, you just heard, I'm Patrick Quebec. Oh, it was so good to hear perhaps day in and day out. But with Mario Maker 2, it's no different four years later. Patrick is back doing Mario Maker mornings, playing nightmare things Dan has made as well as from the community. I particularly love Patrick Klepp's narration as he works through a level, you hear his thought process and uh, while he's far more knowledgeable of the minutia of Mario, he often plays anxiously and I super identify with that. There's also the Super Beard Bros who are also doing some fun things and challenging the community with different themes like Switch Factory and uh, like Roller Coaster and stuff like that. Um, I've always been a fan of Gerard the Completionist and with him playing with Alex and Brett, like it's great. Um, the Game Grumps also are cranking out some goods as they always do. But the Mario Maker community is active and there's just so much going on and we're just a month in and I can't wait to see what people are making in a few months. And of course, in this month of the since the release, I would say activity has definitely dwindled, but there's definitely creators who are like, this is their thing. So it's really cool to just constantly revisit people who are building levels or just trying to clear their one, because when you make a level, you have to clear it yourself before you can share it with the world. And that brings me to Chain Chomp Brayden. So 
Even though we're in the midst of the release of Super Mario Maker 2, I wanted to highlight Chain Chomp, who is still, at least at the time of this recording, he's well over 2,600 hours into creating and trying to beat his level called Trials of Death. Three years later, he's still chugging away at it. Honestly, I'll just put a link to the Vice article that talks about it, um, and it has a few links to Brayden's work. It's legit bonkers as far as timing and everything. And I just uh, saw another, I think it was actually on like a Kaizo Mario wiki. Don't ask about what I do in my free time. But it looks looks like I read, um, he got to the end of the course where he could see the the axe, which is the ending of a um, castle run. You, you hit the axe, the bridge falls, Bowser dies. Um, I guess he saw it of August last year, and he has not seen it until March again. Um, which, that's a significant amount of time to not only be playing a game, but then to also not see that that progress. Definitely some nightmare fuel, but I can't wait to see what Brayden does in the future. So thanks in advance if you, if you ever recover. So Mario Maker 2, a game that lets players not only play levels, but make them. And not only brings us closer together, but also tears us apart. Hell yeah, I sit on my couch watching people play levels that I can't even begin to decipher the way they do. But I'm learning and I'm loving it. It's a a collective nostalgia trip. Also, I totally forgot to mention Koji Kondo returned to make some of the music for the levels uh, that never existed before. Like some of the desert stuff. Um, So he's back. He's making those jams. Also, still loving it. But I hope you check out Mario Maker content out there. It started out as something to have on in the background for me, and and now I'm actively seeking it out. And I'm glad they're sharing their triumphs and failures with us. It's the journey, right? Not the destination. Maybe? I don't know. But I can't wait to get my hand on this game as well, but in the meantime, I've been thoroughly enjoying the community out there. Thank you for listening to Combo Breaker for a one-two punch of enthusiasm. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, and if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. And if you want to share something that you're digging on, shoot an email over to weareokretro at gmail.com with Combo Breaker in the subject line. And follow me on the social medias at weareokretro to see new stuff coming out and what I'm up to. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time. Combo Breaker!